Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Educator's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Francesca Warren, and tonight we're going to discuss the whole teacher belief and why we need it if we want to navigate the muddy waters of teaching. In recent years, I'm sure you've all heard about the phenomena of teaching to the whole child. There have been numerous conferences, workshops, and curriculum built around this belief. However, after all of this training, one question has always remained with me. What about the teachers? We spent a lot of time in public education discussing what's best for students, rightfully so. But has anybody ever thought about what's best for teachers? And that those two things on what's best for students and what's best for teachers are not far apart. In 2015, there has been data recently published by the Washington Post that there is anywhere between 40 and 50 percent of public and private school teachers leave by the end of the fifth year of their starting of their career. This came from an estimate by Richard Ingersoll, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania and a leading scholar on the nation's teacher workforce. So what does that mean for you and me? Does that mean that this that teachers are leaving and there's nothing we can do? Well, I think it's important to understand that how teachers learn, interact with one, one another, understand teaching concepts are critical if we're going to retain teachers. And shouldn't we care about how we retain teachers? Shouldn't we care if teachers are happy? Shouldn't we care if students are happy? Every teacher, so this brings the whole teacher belief system into play. The whole teacher belief system isn't something that's new or something that is groundbreaking in the sense, but it is something that common sense tells us that we need. So the whole teacher movement is built upon this one premise. Every teacher in every school in all of our communities deserves to be mentally healthy, safe, engaged, supported, and professionally challenged. That's the whole teacher movement. So I'll say it again. Every teacher in every school in all of our communities deserves to be mentally healthy, safe, engaged, supported, and professionally challenged. That's the whole teacher movement. So tonight we're going to go into detail with what this movement should mean for our teachers. How can we foster it in our schools? and our overall internet community, how it can support us. Now, before we start, I think it's important to, for people to understand the culture of a school. Have you ever worked in a school where everyone is beat down? The students, the teachers, the administrators, heck, even the parents. People are literally counting out the days until the next break and things are not good. The culture is dead. People don't want to stay after school. People don't want to talk to one another. And not only does the district office, but school administrators try to figure out a way to fix it. It's a depressing place to work, with the exception that the fun that the kids may occasionally bring in. But how do you work and presumably thrive in that environment? It first starts with having the mental health to understand that teaching is your job and not your life. I know that's unheard of in this and the archaic thought that teaching should consume all of our extra time out of school, but this is the first step in understanding our mental health is important. Specifically, 
One of the first things I started to do when I started to really embrace the whole teacher movement was to leave work at a decent time. Such a simple premise, leaving work at a decent time. Before, there were days when school ended at 3.30, the kids were off campus by 3.45, and I didn't leave my room until 6.30 or 6.45, with only 15 to 30 minutes to pick my kids up from school, fix them dinner, someone help them with homework, and then put them to bed by 8.30. When I did this for a couple of months in a row, I was burned out, angry, and doubting my skills as a parent. My kids were suffering. And I was seriously considering that teaching might not be the job for me. When I finally decided to try and get my life together, it came after I, said, after I had a sit down with a friend of mine who happens to be a therapist. She told me that I had to have some time off and time on. And she suggested the first step in that was for me to try to leave it all at work. I was like, what are you talking about? As a teacher, we're trained to stay until the end. We're trained to work all night because it'll benefit our students. So I really couldn't understand how she thought I was going to be able to leave work at a decent hour. And not only that, she instructed me that I needed to leave all of my things dealing with teaching at school. So one brave day, I was on a Monday, I decided that if school ended at 3.30, I was going to leave by 4.45. On that day, I sat in my classroom, I graded papers, and when my phone rang at 4.45 on my alarm, the alarm on my phone, I got my purse, I shut my door, I walked out of the building, and I got in my car, and I did everything that I could do not to cry. It felt so good to be able to leave my stuff at school. This made me even more energized for the next day. How could I do this every day and still and not get so behind? So I literally had to go that night and I had to strategize how I would spend my planning period, what I graded for my students, and how I graded things for my students. It caused me to realize that I didn't need to grade every single assignment my students gave. And that I needed to be smarter on how I gave them things and the format that I expected it in. And even more importantly, it made me realize that during my planning period, when I was going through some mindless professional learning, or when I was going through, um, when I was sitting talking with my coworkers, that I really needed to be strategic and try to grade as much as I could while I was there. Now, while embracing the whole teacher movement, it's, it's important for teachers to understand that grading is a huge task of our job, but it's not all of it. And that in order for us to be good parents, good spouses, and just overall healthy, mentally healthy people, I had to, I couldn't be at my job 100% of the time every single day of the week. So leaving at 445 became a habit for me. It was like clockwork. The kids knew that if they wanted to come to the tutorial, they had to be in there five minutes after the bell because at 4.30, they were going to have to get on the after-school bus. And my coworkers for a long time thought I was insane. But when they saw at the end of the grading period, when I wasn't stuck in my room for four to five hours trying to get grades in, they came and asked me what I did differently. So that mentally healthy piece is so important. It's so important for you to be able to speak to people like a therapist or like a, 
a valued colleague or a parent or a spouse um, and talk to them about your frustration and talk to them about the hardships that you're having and asking for advice. My advice came in just a simple conversation, but my friend who's a therapist, she explained to me that because her work is so detailed and she deals with people's emotions, she has to have a time where she stops thinking about what's going on with her client, clients and starts thinking about what's going on with herself. So the first step in being a whole teacher, the whole teacher movement is for teachers to understand that mental health is important. I've met several teachers who have had nervous breakdowns who are, or who are on the verge of nervous breakdowns. And the first thing I always say is use your medical insurance and go see a therapist. Go talk to somebody. If you're not comfortable talking to a therapist, go see your pastor. If you don't have a pastor, talk to your spouse, talk to your sister, talk to your brother, talk to somebody outside of education so they can give you their perspective and then try to find somebody in education that can give you the teacher perspective. Either way, you have to take care of your mental health. We cannot give to our students if we are teetering on zero. Now, other than the mental health, it's also important in the whole teacher movement for teachers to feel safe and engaged with their work with students. Part of feeling safe is knowing that it's okay to make mistakes. This safety then allows teachers to be engaged in processes to help them rectify mistakes in real time. So many times as teachers, we're given so much to do. We not only have to teach the students, we have to manage their behavior, we have to contact their parents, we have to address their differences, and we still have to have time for professional learning. Mistakes are not factored in, and if they are, they are not taught to be learning experiences. Instead, they're thought, taught to be faults. Part of being a professional is being able to recognize mistakes and correct them in the process. Schools can help this process by giving teachers time for self-reflection on a daily basis i.e. our planning time. So many times teachers are pulled to do things that can be accomplished in an email during our planning. And I tell principals that I work with that teachers need time to self-reflect. Teachers need time to digest what's happened in class and to figure out how they can correct anything they felt did not go well. So that leads me to say is that in order for teachers to feel safe, in order for teachers to feel engaged in their work, they have to have time to think about their work. So sometimes schools do things like pair new teachers with experts in the building, and they allow those new teachers time with those older teachers so they can vent, so they can ask questions, so they can shadow, so they can observe, so they understand that this is a process. Teaching doesn't happen overnight. And a good teacher wasn't built in a day or even a year. This support is critical because teachers need to know that everyone in the building supports their efforts to educate all of their children. And also, teacher safety and engage in the work also comes down to how administrators view their teachers. Are they just warm body warm bodies in classrooms or do they view them for the professionals that they are? At one of the schools I supported, teachers came up with this idea to leave nice notes. And it's a very simple concept, but what they would do every day is that teachers would, they had to, they could pick whoever, and they would leave at least one note for one teacher at every grade level. And what this did at the end of the day, teachers would check their 
mailboxes and it would make them feel so good because if you've had a hard day with a difficult child or a difficult parent or teaching a hard concept it's always nice to get something from somebody that says you know what I see you and I know that you're great other schools did a weekly lunch together where they spoke only about the positive things happening at their school they potlucked it they set a normal time And everybody got together, they ate, they talked, they laughed, they danced, and they only spoke about the positive. This helped them develop a bank of support, and it didn't make every meeting that they had as a staff about what teachers should do and weren't doing. This idea leads the need for all teachers to be challenged professionally, which is the third concept of the whole teacher movement. Being challenged professionally doesn't necessarily mean bringing outside people. It can But sometimes it doesn't. But instead, it mainly means using the expertise in your building to try new initiatives. For example, if the fourth grade team is awesome with constructive response, why not empower the fourth grade team to deliver a school-wide PD? This not only helps teachers professionally, but also it challenges them so that they know that, yes, you're a teacher, But you have so much you have to offer, and it helps grow people professionally. People feel good about the work they're doing. They feel good about the recognition, and they feel good when it's time for during those dark times when things are difficult, they remember things like this. In addition to being challenged professionally, it also means that teachers need to get out of the building. And getting out of the building means going to conferences, attending professional learning, and just making teachers know that the world outside of them is their learning ground. So many times when I go into schools, I have principals who will not allow their teachers to leave the building under any circumstances. And when I say leave the building, I mean they can't go to professional learning, they cannot... um, Go observe other teachers in other buildings. And this is that's so unfortunate because we learn by seeing and by doing. So when you talk about being challenged professionally, I think it's really important for school administrators and for school districts to come up with a plan so that every teacher in their district goes to at least one out-of-town professional learning event and one in-town professional learning event. Sometimes if money is tight, teachers can go and do online learning. But teachers need to have the chance to not only go, but to report on what they saw when they went and how they can bring it back to their school for implementation. And being challenged professionally also means that teachers are giving a variety, given a variety of roles. So many times when you meet teachers who are burned out or who are upset or who are thinking about leaving, they've been pigeonholed to do the same thing for the last 30 years. And Who could do that? Nobody wants to do the same job for X amount of days. So I always encourage principals to, you know, if you have a part-time position in your school, think about allowing some of your stellar teachers to teach a class half the day. The The other half of the day, they're supporting new teachers or they're organizing something. Think of some creative ways for teachers to be used and properly compensated, but to build their professional um, confidence. And this will help teachers know that they're not only they're respected, but it'll also help them from trying to go and find another job.
One of the things that I was really impressed with at one school that I visited was that a principal had one of his teachers who was a seller on Teachers Pay Teachers do a professional learning to the staff about how to start selling things that you make. And it was so great because teachers had tons of questions. The teacher was able not only to show her expertise, but she really motivated some teachers who were upset because they weren't making enough money for them that they can stay in the classroom and make enough money to support their families. So the whole teacher movement, guys, is a it's starting. Um, it's gaining some traction. We'll be talking about it for the whole year. And I think it's really important for you guys to start thinking about that. As anytime that we talk about students being happy or we talk about the whole student and what we need to do to make sure that students are learning. I think it's also important for us to have a conversation about what we need to be doing um, if we want teachers to be learning, if we want teachers to be happy. Um, in the show notes, guys, you will see um, a link to a graphic for the whole teacher movement. You'll also find a couple of articles about this um, that we have started using for the educators room. And I think we're, we're going to continue to talk about this and we're going to continue to just talk about what it means and how we can how people can implement it at their school. And I'm happy to announce that on April 1st, 2017, in the beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, we're going to have a conference on the whole teacher movement. And the conference is going to be unlike any teacher conference you've ever um, been a part of because it's going to be a conference that's not about teaching and learning. It's about addressing the needs of the teachers. And so our conference is going to be all day. And it's going to have topics like, how can you publish your first book? How can you start teach, start publishing on Teachers Pay Teachers? How can you use your teacher skills to transition to another career if you are just done with education? Um, addressing the mental health of a teacher. Um, creating a profitable side hustle while teaching without using direct sales. Your legal rights as a teacher. Planning for your retirement or your next life on a teacher's salary. And building your brand as an educator. This one day event is going to be pretty awesome because it's going to get to the things that teachers need and that teachers want to talk about. And very rarely are we allowed to talk about with other teachers. So it's going to be April 1st. It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you can go to our Facebook page and go to events and we're going to be sending updates but I think it's going to be a really good time for teachers not only to talk about what they need but to plan for the things that are going to make them feel fulfilled so plan on attending um, we will have group discounts it will be very affordable and thank you for listening to our podcast and please leave a review and we will see you next week guys have a great day and Happy Sunday!